Welcome back, everybody, to episode 166 of the Lookout Podcast. I am Meals. I am here with the returning LJ. It's great to have you back, my friend. Welcome back. I'm happy to be back. Um, shout out to you. Shout out to Cyrus. Shout out to AD for holding it down last week on a great episode. I'm kind of scared. I feel like my job's in jeopardy. No, it's really not, <laughs> but... Um, it's it's interesting. It's like you. This is like your. This is like your Super Bowl, and you had to miss it, unfortunately. So, know, right? it is what it is. But we're not alone, as we weren't alone these last two episodes. We have none other than host of Subzai Dubzai. You may know him as Versace Vegeta on many platforms, but we know him as Jay. Welcome to the lookout again, my friend. Very good to be back. What's going on, partners? Hey man, it's been a long time. Do you feel when when you're between seasons of the show, how do you necessarily feel now? Because you you got a couple under the belt now. Yeah, man. Honestly, I have been in gear for season four. We're just gonna be covering a really big topic, so I've been watching a lot. So that way, I don't have to watch anything in the weeks between mm. actually recording. Uh, Watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood in one weekend just burned me. It killed me. I would have never done it. Mind you, we're doing <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, that was. We're literally is- doing it over the next like six, seven weeks. <laughs> it, it burned me, man. But I was so excited because it was my first time watching it. So I couldn't stop it. It kind of like took me back to my early 20s of just sitting through and watching the whole series, right? Now, um, that series is so much information overload, though. It is. It really is. Thank God I had the basis of the the you know original series so i kind of got how the world worked right. otherwise whew, yeah there would have been a lot to just deep dive into but yeah, yeah because of that it, i have been going ahead and you know just watching a few of the different pieces of source material that we're going to be covering in season four so that way i've been keeping my mind in gear so this was something i was like awesome cool like let's record something because I have I've been in pod mode since the end of season three still. So for the listeners who are Subslide Dubslide fans, what you can what you're saying is season four is coming soon. Yes, very soon. Okay. Very soon. Okay. 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 That's very, very exciting. Um because we've been making a lot of announcements on the shows and I can't wait to make the announcement of when your show's coming back because we got a lot of things going up. On the lookout, I, can't, I almost said the A show. On the lookout, um, <laughs> I've been in A show gear, but I get um, it. We've got, of course, we're. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's Rotomania for you. You got you're super locked in. Absolutely no, but we got we got a lot of things going on over here, man. Like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, for those who are interested in when we're actually beginning, because we gave the February date, it'll actually begin in two weeks. So. In two weeks from now, two weeks from this episode, February 19th, you'll get the actual, we'll begin going over Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We will not do it in one weekend. I promise you that. (laughs) Tell you that right now. Um, That was the, just kind of talking about it. It's like the second anime that I ever really, well, I don't want to say second anime that I watched because I've watched multiple anime, but when I was pretty much like, I'm going to watch Dragon Ball Z over and over and over and over and over and over and over again for like 20 years. Um, yeah, this was the one that took me out. I think this was the one that uh, Jeff suggested and it was like, hey, you need to watch this one. It's totally different than what you expected. And it pretty much opened my eyes and kind of like opened the landscape of like, oh, they're doing different kind of things other than just kind of like this fighting genre, stuff like that. So 
Mm -hmm. I look forward to going back over it again. I haven't seen it since I watched it for the first time. Um, and yeah, we're going to do that in two weeks. Um, other than that, man, we don't have much news. I mean, this episode, we're going to be going over Netflix's Yu Yu Hakusho live adaptation, live action adaptation. So it dropped two months ago on Netflix. Um, great time to drop it. Holidays, people are usually off from work. People can usually binge it. It's a five episode binge, albeit it's like 40 minute to 60 minute episodes. Um, but still a cool enough binge for you to get involved with it. So we'll be talking about it this episode. But of course, there are a couple things we need to touch on before. Want to touch on probably the biggest thing. Something about doing this on Sundays always gets us. It's there's always something that happens on Sundays. And the big reveal today is for those of you. Well, let me ask you this. I'll ask both of you this. Leaks like spoilers from manga. Are you interested in reading them or are you interested in waiting for like the official either visually or like the official kind of like release? Where are you guys at with spoilers for stuff? Man, I'm just too deep in the trenches in this game. Like that's how I used to read manga back before we had this app. So mm -hmm. I can't act like I'm against them. Leaks. You know, I remember the every Wednesday reading the One Piece Bleach and Naruto scans, you know, right. type thing. Right. So I can't act like I've never enjoyed them. As a matter of fact, like, like I said, that's how I've read so much weekly manga back in the day. But uh, nowadays, it's more of something where I'm like, hey, I want to see what that's going to be like whenever I do read it in Shonen Jump. What about you, LJ? Well... <clears throat> Back when, you know, I was doing a little show called Big Eyes, mm -hmm. um, I would like I would I would double dip, so I would read the scans and obviously yeah. read the officials. Um, when the when the scans and the leaks came though, um, I didn't, I wasn't reading them with the intent of like, all right, I'm trying to get the full understanding of the story or the full understanding of the chapter or whatever. I, it was always just kind of like a quick little like, okay, I get the just cool because when you get the official scans, obviously dialogue changes a lot. I think that's mm -hmm. one thing that people don't like, always notice or see, mm -hmm. but there's, there's major differences sometimes in the dialogue. And I feel that that is what, um, sets the scans and the officials release kind of apart mm -hmm. um and because i think with the with the official release obviously i feel that you get more of the mangaka's intent of like okay this is what i'm really trying to do with these characters or what they're trying to say or what this situation really means um i think that scans are good though once again for kind of getting the big picture of like okay this is what's happening like that's really it maybe something big happens you're kind of just like oh like you know i get to see it a little early but I think to get a full understanding of a chapter or a full understanding of um, a story, read the official. Um, you know, and it sucks too because I feel that there's a lot of things that I read strictly off scans for the simple fact that there is no like real English translation of them. Aoashi is one of them. I love that manga, but it's only been translated in, you know, it's only been translated into French and, you know, outside of the, the Japanese edition of it. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, a, you know, it's a game though. Like, like Jay said, it was just like, you've been in this game so long. <clears throat> My bad. Um, you've been in this game so long. You kind of understand both sides are like kind of 
you know, there, there was definitely a time where it's just like before the apps, before everything, you just had to go online. You had to find it. Exactly. Um, you know, mess around and you know destroy your family computer just to to read the chapter right. for a week. But trying uh, to read JoJo's ten years ago was <laughs> you didn't know what was really going on. <laughs> I was going to see you that way. I think in terms of spoilers, and usually it just comes from various spoiler accounts now on Twitter. It's been pretty much aggregated. So you'll have this fan account who essentially also is a translator account who also posts mm-hmm. these things. So over the last number of months, just in my own thing, I have two that I follow. And one's for My Hero and one's for JJK. And I pretty much follow them and I have them set um, for the notifications thing. Because I just like, I don't know, because one, they have to delete it. They can't have them up. So mm-hmm. by the time the sun rises, all the spoilers are deleted. But there's something about like sitting up at 12 a.m. and like watching all these things roll in and kind of like watching the reaction of the community just involved as the spoilers come through, as each line, as each tweet, as each um, section of the chapter comes through and people just kind of like very excited for it. it that's what makes me more so interested in this kind of like spoiler culture i guess with um manga because i think it's very community based and also it can be a little bit like you know toxic as well especially if it isn't translated as well because then they will let you know um yes but i like the community of it i say that to say the big news that came out today was that essentially these spoiler accounts especially the one from japan who was leaking all of it um which would then be translated by people um in various countries not even the united states it's like just league or could be in brazil or something like that and just translate or something along those lines um but um it was informed that they are i mean essentially they locked up they're again and they were arrested there are two leakers essentially arrested in terms of um leaking shonen jump um or co- purchasing the copies early um, from whoever they're purchasing from, or maybe they're the people who are purchasing from. Um, it says NHA, NHK reports that three foreigners have been arrested for violating the copyright law by posting images of weekly shown in jump series online. These suspects purchased the magazine at stores before its release date. Um, that's how leaks used to work in the United States, actually, mm-hmm. for music, um, which is so, so interesting. It, sometimes in terms of like leak music, how it happened back in the day before everything went to streaming, it would either be someone who was producing the album, not producing, but like on the production line for the album, like making the actual physical CDs and going through the production line. Someone would actually steal them off the production line and then go sell them or leak them or something along those lines. Um, or it was the retailers themselves who would get it a couple days early so they could stock it on the shelves. They would also leak those the albums as well. So this is very like old school 2005-esque um, hit on the leaking community. Um, she also informs that police are investigating websites in which One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen were published before the release of the magazine. Images depict evidence collected, including scans, raw images, posts on social media. So they are cracking it down. I don't advise anyone to look at this report if you do not like spoilers. <laughs> it is not a... <laughs> Literally, they spoil like everything here. Um, especially a major spoiler, like legitimately major spoiler. I'm like, I'm surprised, I guess, this... It's a chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen, which is at the center of all of this, and it's probably the most viral chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen that's ever existed thus far. Um, 
so i wouldn't go check it out any further other than hearing my voice if you don't actually want to be spoiled but it's interesting how they're doing this now and it seems like they're cracking down essentially what's going to happen is they get it leaked the day before it's actually released so essentially the leaks are just going to be a day <laughs> it's going to be a day delayed so it's not really anything to worry about um but you know just a heads up it's like <laughs> just gonna be a day late so that's interesting that they're cracking down on this um one more bit of news that i want to talk to you about jay because i'm sure you'll talk about it on subslide dubs line in the future as well there is a new dragon ball game what is up with this man dragon ball sparking zero man listen listen this is the game i've been waiting for Talk about it. God knows how long. The the Budokai Tenkaichi series that, you know, I'm sure we all grew up with on PS2 is coming back. It was originally titled as the Dragon Ball Sparking series in Japan. The original developers, Dimps, all coming back. We have the original studio producer, everyone. Like, that was majorly involved from, like, the top. With the Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi series is come back for Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. I'm really excited for it, uh, just because I've been playing the mod of Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Three for mm. God knows how long. That's got all the current sort of characters in it. And Man, we I'm, got AD and J on our network, bro. We gotta be we gotta be careful with these two tech niggas. We gonna get jammed <laughs> up next playing with y'all. <laughs> Well, you know, they gonna mess around and have the game four months early. Hey man, I just downloaded it. Duh. Oh man, I'm scared of you. I'm scared oh, of you. Oh man, you don't know. don't worry. When it comes to stuff like that, you know, I I, I might allude you're to something, but I, I will always for sure buy the the game itself. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially for a game like this, uh, because I like I mentioned, I've been waiting for this game for fifteen plus years. It feels like. Uh, but you know it's gonna have the most expansive roster. Every Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi game honestly had the most expansive roster. You went one game, it had a bigger roster than the last, right? But this one's continuing. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, they're they're continuing that same sort of uh, vibe. Now you know, did they release like the first twenty three characters is gonna be on there? <laughs> yeah, they were all Goku and Vegeta. Yeah, I was gonna say eleven of them or something like that were Goku. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. that's hilarious. They they announced those. They've announced other characters as well, which is pretty cool. But uh, I feel like it does fall in line with how the games worked before. You know, you would have the base level of the, the character you could play as. If you wanted to, you could transform into other forms, or you could choose the other form as a single character as you wanted to and like let's say you pick like super saiyan one goku you could still transform into two or three but you just started as one right so it is kind of a like padding the numbers in the sort of like oh we have this many characters really it's just that character in all these different forms and you can start as the form but right it is really cool you'll be able to do your favorite dragon ball battles or what if battles of all time like the graphically it looks amazing it, it, it looks like it really holds up. Mills, you got Mills. What's your what's your Dragon Ball What If battle? Um, good lord, that's a good question. I've never actually considered it. Um, mine is everything that happens in the manga that hasn't happened yet in the anime that I would love to happen <laughs> in the anime. So that those are all my what ifs because they have what if they actually continued the fucking super <laughs> anime. That's my what well, if. Give up on that dream. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's crazy is that whenever they drop it, it's still gonna do numbers. 
it's Dima now. We don't have to worry about it anymore. That's what we're. I'm focused on that. That's coming this fall. But um, there's a. I mean, there's definitely some new characters that I'm just like, oh, okay, this would be interesting. Especially what they've been doing. I mean, if, what manga spoilers. What they've been doing with Broly in the manga. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, it opens up a lot more things. Broly versus Frieza. Broly versus you know, all these other. I mean, I guess we've had that before, but. <laughs> you know in a much more full extent battle so it'll be interesting to see kind of like how it goes like broly versus um uh what's the gohan's new form gohan Um, beast there we go we have one of those so you never know but these definitely i I mean yes the approach is hopefully so much new battles so much what if battles so much great 3d experience so um, it looks really, really good. It looks really, really good, and I'm glad everyone's excited for it because, yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, and it's there hasn't good. been a bad Dragon Ball Z game in a long time. I mean, Kakarot, as simple as it was, was still enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. But there just hasn't been one of those like stinkers, like Dragon Ball Z sagas or something like that, in like God knows how long. So, at least for those who are looking for something like this, they're Absolutely. gonna be excited. I'm putting on Broly versus Jiren as soon as I can. Ooh, okay. I know that. that. I'm throwing that that. down. Um, So we have that to look forward to. Let's get into what we came to talk about today. Let's get it. Which is none other than Netflix's live action adaptation of Yu Yu Hakusho. It was revealed sometime last year, 2023, that they were going to have this, or at least a trailer dropped for it. Um, it finally landed December, I believe, 13th, 2023. So, like I said, right before the holidays. I want to ask you guys a question before we get into the actual, you know, meat and bones of all this other stuff. I'm going to start with you, Jay. Okay. What about, what makes Yu Yu Hakusho enjoyable as a series? Just the, uh, from the anime and manga standpoint, what makes Yu Yu Hakusho enjoyable as a series? The the sense of adventure that you get from the characters in each arc that they go into, the the bond that you have between the four of them and them individually, like you've got Yusuke and Kuwabara, Kurama, Hie, Yusuke and Hie, he, uh, Kurama and Kuwabara, right? Like they, you could pair these characters up, and they all like have their own dimension to them, and the cast, it's it, from it's a really top good cast, to bottom. Yeah. Just yeah. you're, it's really easy to get interested in everybody. Absolutely. What about you, um, Jamal? Um, there's three J's on this thing. I don't. I was about to <laughs> fuck this up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I'm trying to think because there's there's so many things about it. Like other than the fact that just it's cool. <laughs> like oh, you know, yeah. it, it has that it factor where you're just like this is cool as hell. Like the from the, like you said, from the the characters to the design to the just the storyline. I feel that Yusuke is just such this scrappy character. You know, he's just a you know he's just a street kid essentially. Um, he has no formal martial arts training or anything like that. You really see him grind and work to like to gain his power and stuff like that. Um. So, I don't know. Like, and then it's 
you know, watching it as a kid, it felt, you know, it felt grown up. You know, like this felt more older and more adult than Dragon Ball Z and all these other things. Like they're cussing on here, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know he's you know sticking up the middle finger. He's doing all these things, you know, on this. Or you're kind of like, damn, this is you know, like he's a real badass kid. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think it felt you know during that time, it, it probably just felt so different than a lot of other things. I think a lot of other things, you know, just played it a lot more safe. Um, you know, and obviously with our own censoring laws and stuff like that, things had to be changed. But, you know, watching this, it felt so more like, OK, here is this real action adventure, you know, uh, you know, you, you just see this kid kind of get thrown into this world and he has to figure it out. You know, and once again, it's he's not coming from no formal training or anything like that. He's just the toughest kid on his neighborhood. That's all he is in the day. And you just see him go through this whole adventure. And also, too, you see that, like, all right, even though he's like that, like, he's a real likable character. Like, people love Yusuke, you know? And and you you can't help but not love this main character also. And then, once again, you just throw in a cast of members that do nothing but just elevate the show. Like you said, the casting is amazing. There's always – there's kind of like this – there, there. This is like the beginning of like some original tropes. Now I won't say the beginning, but like this is like you can tell other quadrants or other teams that are based off this team. No, now, absolutely. Like even um, if you look, you look as far as it is today. I think um, while there's still some, um, while there's still takes on like what the shonen hero actually is. Like this is kind of like one of the few bit departures away from the standard like i'm the hero i'm happy i'm go lucky mm-hmm. all i want to do is win um all i want to do is make friends all along the way and like you and yeah really like even think about that. how their french that, and how their friendships even came together felt so organic like him right, and like, right. Udo, like they were fighting with each other all the time but they had some res- they had respect for each other like i had respect for him and he had respect for and like that's how they're and then you know you get in um, Hiei and Kumano, like how they came in. It's like how everything came together felt so organic. Of like, this is how a story of how a team comes together. It's you know, true. you know that's how it felt. You know, and uh, edgy. That's really the word I was looking for. It was like the first edgy anime that right. I really watched. Like I said, with like some of the content, some of the other stuff, like it felt more adult. And I was just like, okay, like this is cool. I think it's safe to say that a lot of the greatest manga of the past 20 years are all in some way influenced by Yu Hakusho. Yeah. In the shonen genre, at least. No, for sure. Like, I think any where any too cool for school um, antagonist is definitely um, influenced by Yusuke. But I, like, I get, like you said, it's really the cast of it all, right? It's not all centered. I mean, it is all centered around kind of like one person in a sense, but the cast itself has a lot of like shining moments and like really um, you fall in love with each one of them and not one because they're the hero or they get to kill over them, but you actually fall in love with actually the characters and their personalities. And like, I remember seeing, um, Oh my God, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name already? Um, no, I remember seeing a uh, Karama and I was just like, he's so cool. Like, the fact yeah. he just steps on screen and it's just like it's a different level, and then it introduced the Hiei, and it's like my first time watching Yu Yu Hakusho was during the pandemic. Um, and everyone was so jealous, it's like I can't believe I wish I could go back and watch it for the first time. And it was really yeah. an enjoyable series as it picked up. 
Um, and I think what the first season of that show did was est- establish all those characters and relationships and the battles and all these other things that happened where you, by the time you reached the end, you were kind of like on one accord of like this great, you know, core four of these characters, um, plus everyone who, of course, is next to them. Um, and you really had your favorites from them. So Netflix is oh, well, was like the first pretty boy that I ever saw him, I would like kill you, like absolutely murder you. But like this nigga was just so fly. That yeah. was crazy. Like he, he was, was like, definitely like right out of the Saints AF cast. <laughs> you know I, I feel like, and this is so interesting now because this one, who um, was like a character that belongs on fruit to basket. The, like, <laughs> that's funny. The, the, um, I think the thing following this live adaptation release um, that it had a lot of, to live up to was because One Piece was released months before. Mm-hmm. And essentially, from what we've experienced, I mean, Netflix and there's live action adaptations, it's really hit or miss. And most of it, a couple of times it's been missed. And I'm looking at the Cowboy Bebop one. I wasn't mad at the Cowboy Bebop one, but I didn't feel the same ways that I felt while watching the original Cowboy Bebop. And I think that's why it never really hit for me. Um, but I think with the One Piece one, it took its time and it introduced these characters and you saw the moments and you saw the feels and you really got to capture the same emotion that you got with the original one piece. Cause one piece really like grabs you, especially that um, the East blue saga that they covered for the adaptation. It really grabs you from, you know, once you, once everyone's kind of like involved and their relationship in relation to um, Luffy, you kind of get to see, like you kind of really feel for a lot of these characters. And by the end, it was a, just an overwhelming success. So it had a lot to live up to. Yu Yu Hakusho is one of the greatest um, anime that ever existed. When you talk about anime, I'm, I'm, you know, going to I'm doing this piece, and I'm working on. Um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, what's the first anime that you should watch?" And this is recommended so many different times. Um, I would say this should be probably the second one, um, just so you have a reference for your first one that you watch. But yeah. it's, um, I think it had a lot to live up to because of that live adaptation. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it's bad, but I think it could have been better had we got a little bit more time to get yes. involved with these characters. Um, I think if it had given the same country and given the same latitude that the One Piece live adaptation um, experience, and also the same kind of like um, widespread release, I'm under the shout out to our co-host, the Police Irons. Um, but I think if given the same attention as the one piece one does and i'm not saying that netflix is like oh they don't want to give it attention i legitimately also don't think this release is for us i think this was <laughs> predominantly for this is a global kind of release and i think we just got it because there are a lot of anime fans in the united states that's where i'm kind of like living and dying with this um i don't think this was for us i think this was for essentially japan and the rest of the globe and actually this was really successful worldwide. I'm not sure how yes. successful it was in the United States, but worldwide, the series, this Netflix 
series. It ended up going number one on the Netflix global charts. A lot of people watched it, all these other things. Not sure how much that translates into the United States. I don't think it was for us, but I'm glad that we got it nonetheless. Um, Jay, what are your kind of like early thoughts or just overall thoughts? How about that? Before we get into early thoughts, because we can get into the nooks and cranny of the series, but what are your kind of like overall thoughts on this um, thus far? Yeah, you know, you brought up on a really good point just now. Um, this is a Japanese TV show, uh, and we got it because it's on Netflix. Any, If this wasn't distributed by Netflix, this would have been a TV show that, oh, let me go find the fan subs online. Yeah. And I'll go watch it and see what it's about, right? Um, otherwise, it's the same as like the JoJo's li- live action or the Bleach live action. I mean, yeah, the it wound up on land one or the Attack on Titan. Yeah, one. right. Exactly. Like they, like these are these are all Japanese productions. Now, if I'm going to compare it to those, oh, it stands out, man. It stands out because th- there's a lot of those Japanese productions where it's like, oh, okay, that, like the Attack on Titan one, like you just mentioned, right? It's such a departure from the reality of that series that it's like oh yeah i'm not watching that again right right whereas this yu yu Hakusho show series if i'm taking it from the standpoint of a japanese tv show it, it hits a lot more than it misses uh mm. and it, a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know it's only five episodes uh, if like you said if it was given the same country the like a nine ten episode run we would have gotten a better reception from it because then we would have time to sort of break things into story arcs as opposed to a chain of events all happening from the moment that Yusuke's resurrected. And it doesn't seem like there's going to be a season two, to be honest with you. <laughs> Once I reach the end, I mean, it could be a season two if they develop some sort of, if they go, you know, chapter black. Um, but the way they kind of like, I think with, fans of anime and netflix has spent the last year and change um saying like listen we take this anime shit very very seriously and it's a very popular thing and we want to be very very um not careful but essentially we want to help pretty much continue to distribute this and take advantage of all the ip and all the other stuff like that um but i think yeah it could have been a little bit more um, it could have been, and the kind of like the plot changes from the original source material definitely makes you like, huh? Like essentially like, to me, this ends up, especially the first half of this ends up like going into more like Karate Kid than actually Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, but you know, <laughs> what were you kind of... That's so crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a point there. I, I, go ahead. No, I just I get what you're saying when you say that. It's just funny because I couldn't I couldn't have made that connection. Only you could do something like that. Um but no, I think it was a. Uh, so I didn't watch, and to be honest, I haven't watched the anime in probably like two years. But I purposely was like, I'm not going to watch it before and even after I watched the live action series. Cause I just wanted to take it for what it was and take it for what it is. And not feel that I had to like sit there and compare it storyline by storyline. Um, I think that once again, it is very obvious. This is not made for an American audience at all in mind. Um, 
but also too, I think that's what makes it special for what it is, especially once again, like Jay said, when you watch things that are in that same realm, they, you know, there's definitely some that are much like subpar. Um, but this one definitely is a standout. I think the, I think even with the condensed story, they did the best that they kind of could within five episodes. Um, it is very obvious that they were not writing this with the expectation either of this is going to go seasons or going to get some seasons or whatever. Um, but no, I think that overall though, they captured in, in their own weird way. They, they, I think they did their best capturing that feeling that you get from watching Yu Yu Hakusho, especially from like the set design and just yeah. Like, no, nah, I think the characters, like I think just like, even just the clothes is how they like how they are able to you know the costume design like whatever they you know yeah they're able to just get that look and that feel and, um, and, and that's, that's really so cool. important. That's so important because I mean we're all still traumatized by the live action dragon ball thing that kind of like change it up that used too much creative freedom um, yeah to kind of really like take it away and essentially like we're making this for american audiences and essentially not trusting the source material enough that it would translate over to american audiences which was the first mistake that they kind of had along with like several others that happened afterwards um but this one definitely, I mean, it holds true costume design. I think the characters in itself, I mean, the characters manage to stay true to essentially who they are, in a sense. Um, the, a lot of the hu- humor, I think, is kind of like stripped back a little bit more, um, which I would have liked to see a little bit more of. Um, again, I think one of the things that One Piece um, live action did was like still capture a little bit of the humor situations within oh, yeah. the... Uh, thing and there's so much humor in the original Yu Yu Hakusho this one was kind of like you're getting into at some point it becomes like I mean there's a little bit of Karate Kid there's a little bit like you know John Wick there's a little bit uh there's definitely uh, some Wick in there yeah (laughs) there's there's definitely some Wick it's a little not that they were taking it as inspirations but like kind of like the tropes you see the tropes less of the anime thing and more tropes of like standard movie and entertainment and that's kind of like where um, I think where they use that to kind of like flip the what the events of actually that happened in the show because I like the fact that here's all I'll say that I like it um in comparison to the anime. I like the fact that it established the villain incredibly early and it stayed through throughout the rest of the throughout the, I guess the entire show which I guess Very they kind of have to do. Um, because the first season in the anime is, you know, thing by arcs and you don't really get to Toguro until somewhat into the, the season. Um, this one says, Hey, he is the main villain. He is the end all be all. He is the final boss. And we're going to introduce him here and he's going to become this like looming force throughout the show. And I think that was a great kind of like through line piece that I think if they ever, I mean, I've said this before, I, again, I'm going to ask it at the end of the show. Um, so I'm not going to ask it now because I want to see what Jay's reaction will be. Um, but it's a nice little like through point through the show. But I would like to get to I would like to know, like, what were your guys's favorite moments of the series? I'll start with you, Jay, um, because I know you watch this and you you 
source material, everything you got to like down pat. So what were your like your favorite moments from this? Man, it, what I really loved about this show is that it is an a live action adaptation of the manga and not necessarily the anime. Okay. Uh, there's little there's little things that happen in the manga or that are are hinted at in in the manga that are thinly veiled here. Like you see Yusuke smoking cigarettes. Like mm-hmm. which is not a big deal as a we're all grown, right? But like in the anime, they don't really show him doing that because he's supposed to be like a He's a kid. Like, you know, Can't like, do it on like, TV. Yeah, he's like a, yeah, he's he, a delinquent. Exactly. He's a delinquent. He's a delinquent. Yeah, he's one of those Yankee delinquent kids. You know what I mean? Four so him, like, like four kids would have took that out immediately, bro. Exactly. A four kids you hockey show would have been crazy. It would have been nuts. Oh my bro. god, Kuwabara would have been ten times wackier. It, yeah. it would have been nuts without uh, a Jersey but, accent. I know it. Oh yeah, yeah. Joey Wheeler and yeah. Kuwabara would have the same voice. Easy. <laughs> Oh god. But you, you know like little things like the city feeling really lived in, right? Like it, it felt like it was that real like small Japanese city sort of like simple middle of nowhere town that they tried to give you the essence of in the manga and the anime. You could really get that feeling here. As far as moments from the the entire show, man, I got to say I really loved how they portrayed Taguro, the both of them, as really close to their characters as possible. Like, if we're going to talk about, like, characters that really didn't miss anything yeah. in, in terms of how they were shown, th- they were one for one almost. Um, yeah. Tarukane, best live-action adaptation adaptation character of like one-to-one character in from anime to, to tv ever man they casted that guy like i was like yo like where did you find this guy he looks just <laughs> like tarukane that's nuts he all, all of his character like he, all of the the humor the goofy like anime activity he was that character he was the the comic relief you know what i mean it was really funny to see him like be bewildered as just a normal rich human uh, in, in this world of like demons and stuff. Just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it, right. They, the characterization for him was just perfect. Love it. The casting for this show, too. Like, no, the casting. Bro, what? The casting director is going to go over our heads. But like, they, they had like basically Japanese Pam Greer as Gen, Gen, Genkai. You know what I mean? Like, the, the the actress for Genkai was the actress who had been like the Japanese f- film star of the seventies, basically like revenge for Lady Snowblood. That you was her. Pam, like, you saying Pam Greer is nuts? <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't want to bring it up. Because when I think of Greer, I think of like seventies action actresses. I'm right, thinking right, of her right. before I think of yeah. Sigourney Weaver. You got know you, what I'm saying? Got you, got you, got so, you. Like, no, that's why just the, the visual yeah. is nuts. Yeah. 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 You're gonna, th- your hand's gonna go somewhere different from what I meant from that. But it's, in terms of like that iconic action actress from that time period, that was her, and that's huge that they did that sort of thing for that series. Shout out the right. the funniest thing, not the funniest thing about Genkai, but like. I'm like, they really got this like old lady in like a lace front, like a Megan Thee <laughs> lace front, 
that's just like I'm like, damn, getting kind of stallion over here. Like you, you really <laughs> are like this very like non. Genkai, like, she got hair, but, like, it is not luscious like this. I was like, damn, you could have just, I don't know where regular hair is, but, you know, I was just like, wow, this is kind of funny just to watch. They made sure, like, no, like, we're going to pay real good homage to that character. Yeah, absolutely. Pompadour for Yusuke, everything. Like, they got it all. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, got the action in this show was, like, straight out of any sort of like Japanese live action show you might watch that has something like that. Like like I felt like I was like, okay, when's Yusuke gonna bust out his henshin belt, bro? Because like this is turning into like a common rider fight when he's fighting Goki. It was really well done. Uh just got they really went out of their way to give you that sort of like, hey, suspend your disbelief. This is an anime fight. Right, sort of vibe in every right. single fight, and it it didn't look hokey. I really absolutely liked it. Jamal as someone who loves watching violence. Um, <laughs> how were the how were the fights for you in this series? I'm really trying to. I'm trying to rebrand, bro. I don't know, quit calling <laughs> me the violent one. I mean, you get, it's more violent than me, but still. Um, <laughs> but you, no, you, um, the action you know, was amazing. You're multifaceted. Don't don't hold it on. Don't hold it against yourself. Um, but no, the, the action was amazing. Um, yeah. the, like the choreography on the fights where it's, um, like I said, Yusuke is a, you know, he's a delinquent street kid. He has no formal like martial arts training and that's how the fights felt. It didn't feel like, you know, like they felt like, you know, fights that you would see on the street. Um, especially the way that he was fighting like with characters, but also too, um, the way that he's able to adapt, though, they didn't just like keep him as you know, keep him as that. He was able to adapt and learn and like add and mix his own style in. So the fact that you kind of seen his like fighting style even progress throughout the series, um, I think even the effects were like looked good for the um, for like Kuno's power and all them uh, and like Hiei's fight. I'm trying to think what else. Can I tell you a favorite part of mine? I like the I like the through line of a couple of the episodes, especially during the training kind of part, of like the arrogance of Yusuke versus like the hard work and earnest earnestness of Kuwabara. And I think that's something um that they play off a little bit in the I mean, I'm referencing the anime, I haven't read the manga ever. Um No, it's way stronger in the TV show than it was in both. Yeah, 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 but this it's like it shows you like I mean there's a little bit of arrogance because he's just naturally Yusuke is an ass kicker and he just takes all kind of names, um, and there's an arrogance with the power that he has, but you can see Kurobara really, 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 really wants to be like really good at this, and he he sees the work and it's enough to inspire Yusuke to actually like turn it around for himself. And I thought that was a great kind of like if um thing that I think maybe could have been highlighted more in the original source. Um mm-hmm. that was definitely like compounded here. I thought that was amazing. Um and when he you know slices the rock I was like oh man totally like fuck out of here. Um any, I mean, we got. There's plenty of favorite moments. I know we got more over here because there's there's a lot. I mean, one of my favorite moments was also was like Corbara's running away from this like evil dinosaur mutant jazz, and uh-huh. 
immediately as he gets to the next fight, his like spirit um spirit sword oh, comes spirit out. And they're like, why didn't you use that shit the first time? <laughs> and I'm because that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. He's like blowing boiling tanks and throwing trash cans and chairs in front of this thing. And it's like, wait a minute, why couldn't you just use this the first time? I thought we mastered this by now, but so I thought that was funny. Um I mean, listen, he folded as soon as he saw Yukina. He didn't think about none of that. He was like, nah, bro, listen, I got to protect the baddie. Like, (laughs) all that training flew out the window. The best part part is when he kicks Kiko out the way. Like, legit. (laughs) He drop kicked her. He (laughs) drop kicked her to more. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a tears. Keiko Man. busting out the sleeper hold on the guard. Oh, yeah, Keiko having hands was, I was like, all right. And, like, being like, yo, Yusuke's wrestling training really came through. Like, it's just, I could just imagine them watching, like, All Japan back in the 90s, and he's like, oh, yeah, you got to do this hold, like, right here. Like, that's how you're going to get people. <laughs> it's so hilarious. I agree. Um, other favorite parts. Where would where, where we, where we be at? I mean. Man, there's a shot. And when Keiko gets um, kidnapped, but it's like right before that when they're in the ramen shop and he's eating the ramen and just how mm-hmm. it's lit. It's like one of the coolest fucking shots in the whole series. It's so tight. Um, let's, let's talk about the shot that sold us for the series as well, which is one that ended up on social media first. The man getting hit by the car. I was like, damn, that's oh, really... man. Like, that's <laughs> too lifelike. I was like, damn. <laughs> for real, he, it, it was like, Boom, and then he just tumbled over. I was like, oh, no. All the budget on that one shot. (laughs) I'm sure, because that was real. I was like, damn, we really got it. Because they don't really show you it in that. I mean, it's implied he was hit by the car. It's like, damn. Nah, he was hit by that motherfucking car. He was, it was nuts. But the thing about, you know, what's crazy is, I feel like by the time, especially in the original one with Yu Yu Hakusho, the original first five episodes and kind of like the tone from that completely. I mean, the series has to evolve, so I completely get it. Mm-hmm. The, the tone completely shifts from where it was the first five episodes of the show to where it is like pretty much for the rest of the series. Because I thought initially when I was watching Yu Yu Hakusho, I was like, oh, this is about to be like this ghost detective goes on, solves all these like ghost crimes and all this other stuff like that. And he's got to save it so he can live in this world and he's got to save other people as well and earn his stripes and maybe he earns his wings. I don't know what it is. Nah, it becomes none of that. Um, Koenma is still interesting in this series. Um, would have loved to see him as a baby. Um, <laughs> that CGI would have been atrocious. Yeah, it just is what it is. Um, but nah, everything, I mean, the casting, everything is kind of like really... I would say the casting is the best part of this. The characters is the best part of oh, this. Man, the casting, I, once again, I, it's like you it's like the characters. Character. That's such the saving grace for this entire series because it's like even with the storyline, right? Yes, it's condensed. We, you know, whatever, whatever they can say about the storyline. I mean, people are definitely going to complain because it's essentially not yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But if you really think about okay, imagine if Yu Yu Hakusho actually had this storyline, though. This is exactly how all the characters would act and be and all that. Like, they embodied the character. So even though the story is completely different in my head, I'm just like, 
that's some shit that Yusuke would actually do, or that's some shit that he would actually fucking do. You know, like they they stay true enough to the story of like these characters and how they are, and they just kind of you know they you know chopped and screwed and remixed it how they needed to. The show was basically Yu Yu Hakusho for dummies. Yeah, you got some pages ripped out, but you still know what you, you you're get the at, you, you know. know and so it's like when you go into the anime, obviously you're getting a much or even the especially the manga, you're getting a much out, you know, more fleshed out story. But it it you start to understand like this is like a good primer. Like Loki, you can show this to somebody yeah. like this is what the story of Yu Yu Hakusho is like. Kind of, you can really show someone like this is why I like Yu Yu Hakusho. And they would get the gist of it for the this is like to be honest. Did anyone ever ask me to show them? You said what? Are we showing this to Kev on stage? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. This is one of those things that someone's like, all right, has no. Can I see a live action anime or something like that? I'd show them this. Like this would be one of my top choices to show them. For sure, because you're you still get the essence of like this is this still feels like the anime right like yeah yusuke's not making goofy faces at keiko and whatnot but like you still get what's true to the characters their main drive and Mm -hmm. yeah like you're not the things you are missing you tell them hey go watch the anime and then they're like whoa i didn't know they do all that too they wouldn't feel like you know they're like oh i don't like that show now you know it wouldn't be that sort of reaction no of course um but also, I also feel like if I told someone to watch this before, I think especially someone who's American, they would think this is a lot more Karate Kid than the actual show. <laughs> you, there's there's something about this. I mean, it's a condensed part of it, and it's really like the lack of like to really get people into series. You kind of get it. It takes time. You want to get through this quick, but it also takes time. And people are willing to invest the time if it's really really good. Yeah. Um, if people are, if you get involved with the characters, it's like. Um, the Scott Pilgrim series that's on Netflix, really, really good. Um, took his time a little bit. People will get invested to it, especially towards the end. I even think if Cranon, I don't know, the Cowboy Bebop one, it had enough, it had enough episodes. Okay, here's my thing about the Cowboy Bebop one. I this is what makes me mad so much is that I Now that's something that low key they just put they rolled out the fucking red carpet for you exactly how to do this entire fucking series in the anime. And all you really kind of do had to do is just figure out a way to copy and paste. No, I think with I, I like they, the tone for me was just off. That noir mm, feeling was I just think off. So. It I was think, just it was I think that that shit did not feel to me how I wanted that shit to. It's tough to recreate that feeling just because of how. Much time. I felt they try to. I felt they try to. Once again, they try to do too much of a. No, they they felt they were freestyling the kitchen a little too much with that one. You need time to recreate that feeling. I think with the you you the um the Cowboy Bebop one, um, because it's like certain story arcs that need to get kind of like established throughout. Um, it took time with the original Cowboy Bebop, like. Some things, and a lot of these things, you got involved with the characters because there are these episodic kind of very um, kooky missions that... And I'm glad you bring that up 
yeah, that started and ended within the same episode. So you kind of got like a full breath kind of like thing. You you can watch the first five episodes of the series and you can not watch the rest of them, but you can still enjoy the series. It's like, oh, I love, you know, Cowboy Bebop. Whereas this one was a lot more story based. I think if it had, I mean, there's a lot of things I would do that's different. But <laughs> See, what I get from that live action Cowboy Bebop is that the director really enjoyed those episodic episodes a lot more than the six episodes in the show that really make the whole plot, right? Yeah, yeah. And since the focus on those core episodes that everyone really loves Cowboy Bebop for wasn't there, they walk away like, wait, hang on. So we're we're just doing the goofy stuff? Yeah. You know, and, you know, I... The the funny thing is, too, is that if the creator of Cowboy Bebop made Cowboy Bebop today, it would have been a lot more like the live action TV show. Because, I mean, you can look like Space Dandy and that gives you a good idea of, you know, what kind of weight Man, he's on. Space now. Dandy live action will go so hard. It, oh, it would, be, it would be amazing. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like because people have that idea of what Cowboy Bebop is and this show doesn't really touch on that as much. It's easier to say, oh, that's not what we want from a live action anime. Right. But does Yu Yu Hakusho accomplish that? Um, kind of like what I think was missing with that Cowboy Bebop adaptation, which really, I don't even think, I don't know. I feel like generally, I feel like most so, people didn't give it a chance before it got released. Yeah. Because I do think there were good parts of it. And I think if they if if there was a season two, I would have watched season two. Um it wasn't all bad for me. Um, but I think most people wrote it off before it was actually released just based That's on true. trailers, based on shows, based on screen caps. This is not how it is. It's not how it's supposed to be. Um, a lot of it. And then also like a lot of the fights and all the other stuff. I completely get it. It the, and um, it really I will say the casting the also, thing. I will say the casting also, I feel like no offense to the, um, what's my man name? Who's the main character? John Cho? Uh, yeah. Spike Spiegel. What I, from what I remember, yes. I don't remember if him having the charm that I think would have been great for the main character as much as how much I see the main was, character for Luffy. He was too much, he was too much bounty hunter. Yeah, I, I mean, like, he's, he's too, too much John Cho. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think it. I don't think that I would have done that or went in that route um, with them. But I guess everyone wanted again this multicultural experience. Um, But it it didn't hit as much with me as it did with like the Luffy that comes with this. Um, So there's a lot of things with the Cowboy Bebop that went wrong. But do you feel like this Yu Hakusho accomplishes where um, kind of like that Cowboy Bebop where it failed in a sense, where it failed to kind of like connect. Do you feel a connection to this series as you watch this during those five episodes? I do because it has the opposite issue of Cowboy Bebop where they wanted to focus on the major plot lines and say like, let's get rid of some of the minor things that they thought really, you know, could be removed. The only problem is that there's a lot of emotional punches that you don't get in the live action Yu Yu Hakusho. So I can see where people do have that argument. 
but it doesn't keep the show from being a success. It doesn't keep you from feeling the same essence of Yu Yu Hakusho the way that Cowboy Bebop misses the mark for most people. Mm. Um, Jamal, what are your kind of like thoughts? Do you feel like this hit the mark with a connection with you um, that may be even similar to the One Piece one um, in kind of like how it was actually delivered, the performance of it, how it was delivered? Yeah, for sure. Um, like, it's good enough for me to count this in the in the Haka Show universe, you know, in the yeah, universe. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I would say, like, once again, As a form I would, of media instead of like Dragon Ball Evolution, which we yes. don't even. Yeah, you know, right like now, if people if people talk about it, want to talk about some, you know, you you lore. Okay, cool. Now you got the live action over here. That's you know, it's good enough for me to really. Would I would recommend somebody to watch it, especially if someone goes, was there ever a good live action anime? I'll say, well, the Yu Yu Hakusho TV show, like it was good. Um and it's enjoyable to watch. I think once again, I really wanted to take it as its own thing. I didn't want to watch it with the with the thought in my mind of I want this to, you know, do what the anime does because mm-hmm. it's even though I ju- literally just ragged on fucking Cowboy Bebop for doing this, but you know what? Fuck them because I, I really <laughs> felt that, that was a layup. Um, but no, like it's it is definitely hard to catch a feeling that and like animation anime can give you. Like there's so much more that you can do in that space um, than you can do in a live action space. Uh, but I think there's what they did gave you that feeling once again like that's all i was just kind of looking for like does this give me the yu yu Hakusho feeling and the cast they they sold me like once again like the performances of, of the the cast was just like all right fuck the story like you guys like i really look thinking i'm looking at like yusuke on the fucking screen, record yeah. on the screen. like i'm really in this moment of like whoa like, i'm seeing these characters move and breathe and like in their own little storyline in their own little universe as i said like i mm-hmm. would count this in with the story that's why I was, that's why I'm like, you know, obviously, yes, there's, they had their, um, they missed a mark on a couple things, but it was never enough for me to be like, man, this just whack. But, um, no, I think though what they did, and especially because it's very obvious, it's looking like we're not getting a second season of this. It seems like a very much standalone thing. I think for, as a standalone thing, this was you know, it went really well. And I'm happy they didn't kind of put themselves in a position where like, okay, well, if it does good, we got to do a season two. Yeah. Because I think that's, I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you can't, I don't think you can do two seasons back to back of this. Like, I think it's yeah. a good standalone main story. I think One Piece is really setting itself up to be like, okay, no, we're trying to do this whole saga so that like, we can really, you know, dig deep or like get deep with what we're trying to do here. This I is like someone was just trying to make the best little Yu Yu Hakusho mini series they possibly could, and they did. Yes. Right. Um, I'm mixed, right? <laughs> so, um, there's a large part of me that enjoys. I I get it, and I respect it, right? And I think it it captures it, and a lot of things that we've said in terms of like if you want someone to kind of capture it's the essence of Yu Yu Hakusho. 
you can watch a series and still kind of get that. But there's also a part of me that says I probably won't ever watch this again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably because of a lot of, and maybe it's my own anime bias and all this other stuff like that. But like the content of the actual series itself, I think once it reaches a certain, once Toguro shows up at <laughs> Genkai's mansion and then offs her, I think I'm totally out of the series <laughs> because <laughs> I realized then I was like, oh, this is the part okay. where it doesn't become where so, it's, what it's what it is. <laughs> there is one moment though. There is one moment, and it's the it's the passing of the spirit or where I was just like, yeah, that, it just happened yeah, that, right. That. That's, just because in the anime, that is such a pivotal moment where you're that's like, that's what I was referring to it, earlier. It's such a pivotal moment. That is like the that's. One of maybe two, two maybe three gripes I have. No yeah. more than three. Definitely two. Yeah, it's just a moment. She's just like, "Hey, you're gonna need this power in the live action." Whereas, like, he yeah. has to literally fight for his life in order to to get that power. And you know, it, that scene made me immediately realize, "Hey, where's Pooh at?" Yeah, like, I was like, "Hang on, wait, wait, wait." As an anime watcher who, to be honest with you, I don't think anyone outside of anyone who watches anime would watch this. Um, only because in the United States, it isn't marketed towards everybody. I think One Piece, mm-hmm. big market, um, big market. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, for well, they're making it. that for Western fans, too. Right, That's right. Like, hey, and especially with the casting and everything. So yeah. Much, yeah, yeah. With the casting and everything, of course, of course. Um, but this one... It, Definitely isn't marketed towards us, but that's fine. I've taken that into account. Like I said, this wasn't for us. Um, but I do feel like the stark differences in the series, not that I was like, oh, we could do this and expand for season two. Um, but I was just like, all right, so we just got her and now you killed her. And now it's like, now this becomes this kind of like, we don't, re- I mean, he doesn't even realize she's dead until like damn near the last episode. But, mm-hmm. um, I think you took the you took it and then you kind of made it like this action, the standard action plot, which is why yes. I compared it to the John Wicks and the Karate Kids and all these it's other like, things. Oh, you like killed that. my master. Yeah, yeah, you killed my master and now I'm out for revenge kind of vibe. And um, yo, you kidnapped my sister and now I'm out for revenge. You kidnapped my girlfriend that I don't treat right anyway. Now I'm out for revenge. <laughs> and it becomes this entire ordeal. And yes, I mean, that's in some of the source material. That is definitely a thing, but there's so much that's involved that beyond yes. that um, and beyond just that surface level, I'm going for revenge kind of vibe. There's so much development of characters, but to be honest with you, they have five episodes. They're probably like, we got to get this shit over with. Um, yeah. And that's it, that. And that's exactly um, true, which is why, you know, when you touch on like, hey, they could, uh, I think it stands a reason that they really aren't going to do one. I mean, they even, the whole reason for Chapter Black is gone. Like, they, yeah. they gave that to Sakyo. The whole opening of the whole the Demon World, like, they just made that a B-plot. So, we, we yeah, really... Guess that's not happening anymore. Yeah, um. yeah. Hell, even Taguro was like, oh, I want to go to Demon World because I want to fight Stronger Demon. Okay, Sensui, all right. I guess you do. Like, well, we would just rush right to the Demon World tournament and nobody wants that. Yeah, so and then... We can do without it. 
my favorite episode, um, my favorite episode of Yu Hakusho is the Taguro and Genkai one. It's really well done in the show. Yes. And one, they use the great animators on it. But it's like this very, I don't know, there's something about it that like reminds me of a SZA album. But it's very like lucid <laughs> and also very like real uh, and like you, these emotions that were kind of being kept aside. You get a different side of Genkai, you get a different side of Taguro, yeah. you kind of get to see them in their past forms. It's in. I mean, it's very briefly explored that, like, yes, they trained together, and they this was a thing, and blah, blah, blah. But you, again, not fully played out like it is in the anime. And it just kind of, like, happens, and he's just like, you know, they accept their faults, but respect one another, and it kind of just continues from there. And I'm just like, okay. And then also, if you're going to end this and not really do the... um not really go into a season two, a death the ending of the series. <laughs> the final episode is one of the best episodes, one of the best final episodes of any anime that's ever existed. Um, it's I would adapt it in, a, in an interesting way, but I don't know. Maybe they do expect some sort of tournament thing that'll be different. But God, I really, I man, I'm praying this is just a. a. I'm good if this is it. This is it. Yeah, I, I just what I need, bro. I just need the, the little five episodes that I can go back when I ever want to, even though I never rewatch anything. Um, I'm if I rewatch something it. twice, I really love it. Yeah. Uh, more than twice. Like, okay, if I rewatch it twice, I'm like, okay, this is a banger. If I watch it more than twice, I'm I'm uh, I'm in love. Right. But, nah, I can go back. Pete the... Episode two and episode three, those are two really good episodes. Um, so I want to ask two questions. I'm pretty sure Jamal have asked you this before, so I'm not even going to bother with you on this one. <laughs> um, Jay, you have a show itself. If somehow they announce in 2024 that you have a show was somehow returning for something. What is the best way that you would want it to return? Continuation, a reboot, a reanimation and sort of a Kai kind of vibe. How would you want, what would be like your, if you had to do this in your wildest dreams, wildest yeah. fantasies, it comes back. How so, would you so want you know, to receive it? You know how like they brought back Roni Kenshin and it's a new anime studio and yeah. like they're just like, hey, we're just giving you the story again. Like, it's just that, and we're breaking it up into a few seasons, and there it is. I, that's what I would want. I would, I would want just a newly animated Yu Yu show. Uh, the animation, uh, I think it was Studio Piro that did the OVAs back in 2018. Like, yeah. the characters just looked like really great with that sort of animation. That give that studio the chance to just, hey, like here's the the whole thing all over again. Because it, it ends in a way where, you know, the only way we could ever get it to a, a continuation is if somebody would use the Dragon Balls on Tagashi and, like, healed him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, like that's the only way. And we, we all know from how it ended, how he feels about that ending and how he feels like, you know, like, hey, like, sorry, my health was deteriorating. I couldn't do more. So that's mm-hmm. why it ends the way it does. So 
I would be fine with just seeing the original story all over again. Maybe flesh out some things, right? Maybe like make the Demon World tournament a little bit longer or something like that. Like maybe right. give us reasons to care about those characters more towards the end a little bit more. But that's that's all they would really need to do. Okay. In my eyes. Um second question I have and this is for both of you guys. This is for all three of us. Yeah, so you want to leave me out on the last question. That's okay. I'm pretty I feel like I asked you that question before. No, you have. As soon as you <laughs> asked it, I'm like, oh, I do it. As um, soon as you said that, I, like, I know what the question you asked for. Um if Dragon Ball could do a live action again, what part of Dragon Ball would you adapt for live action? To say, like, this is what it's all about. You gotta do one of the Dragon Ball stories. You can't yeah. do You gotta do Dragon Ball. That's that's the first thing. They did the any of the tournaments? Do 10. Oh my gosh, it would be 20 second. Oh my god, yeah. Ten will be crazy. Give me, give me the same way they did you, Hakusho, and make it ten episodes, bullet points, and we go all the way through the the twenty first season mm. two does red ribbon and twenty second type joint. You know what I mean? Mm. Season three, King Piccolo. Season four, twenty third. What's the part where he? Red Ribbon Army would be hard too. Nah, I was trying to think. Uh, Red Ribbon Army was where my brain was at. Um, but essentially, the story is to collect these seven Dragon Balls, so we'd have to like incorporate that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's why I say you know just do the first one as like up to a the twenty first, right, 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 where you can get a so Deon that way you Shira have and Master Roshi the, and all the yeah, characters. and you got Pilaf's your mid boss. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, and, and then it's like oh, like. So what do we do now? Well, there's this tournament, and then we end the season building up towards that. But the thing about the thing about Dragon Ball, the original Dragon Ball, is there's so much. It would be a very big tone shift because there's so much humor in it, and with live action, they tend to dramatize a lot of things. Um, yeah, they'd have to one piece it. Yeah, it would have to. It would definitely have to be one piece because. They tend to dr- dramatize a lot of different things. I don't want Goku's kind of like Goku still has to be very, very aloof with all of this other things like yeah. that, but also still stirring and strong when it comes to saving his friends and stuff. But I think that would be a great way to go. I would choose again the opening arc. Red Ribbon is another major one. To be honest with you, the um, King Piccolo Piccolo Junior vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of Dragon Ball can be adapted. To be honest with yeah. you, um, it's Z that gets into an interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Z I don't. These too much effects. That's we, too. It's too relying on effects. Once you start not, getting into transformations and you getting all these other things, like, what's you got, like yeah. will movies ever be there? Nah. You know, really. you know like I don't. No, nah, no. Uh, I don't know because there is definitely. I think. The first couple arcs of Dragon Ball Z, um, there's definitely like I mean no, it's too battle based to be honest with you. It starts with a battle, some training in the middle, there's another battle, more battles. Um, the guess- only thing from Dragon Ball Z that would be easy to do is Gohan training by himself. Yeah, you know what I'm I mean. To think- and we I- can't do a show just that because I like the through line of. 
Dragon Ball Z to the beginning to the end of the Frieza saga. I think that's the most... If Dragon Ball Z ended at the Frieza saga, I think it would be... You would tell a very complete kind of, like, story. Um, it's a live-action TV show for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah. it's the stuff that kind of, like, happens afterwards that kind of, like, gets... I mean, people love it, but... Damn, bro. Hey, no joke. If Dragon Ball Z ended at Frieza, it would hands down easily be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Because I think it's... Uh, there's a little bit... Of- <laughs> oh, my God. It if it's all that whole story stopped there, no more... Go ahead. Nah. Oh, it, it, it would be the GOAT, for real. That would be the does, perfect... Game. I never thought about that. It wow. Doesn't, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't realize Gohan um, as much as... But it does complete Goku. Yes, but it does complete Goku, in a sense. But it doesn't yeah. like fully realize Gohan in terms of like what they're hinting at at the beginning of the series yeah but i and, think it and would be then good. if you end it there you could end it with this hanging like ah oh, vegeta could always come back and challenge goku again type shit who knows yeah you know what i mean yeah who knows um yeah. but i'm pretty sure they would bring it back uh oh yeah for sure this has been great jay thank you for uh blessing us with your knowledge and your expertise and your time and all this other stuff on the lookout Man, thank uh, you for giving me a chance to talk about this live action show. I really enjoyed course. it. Of really, course. really enjoyed it. Um, LJ, we will be back in two weeks. Yes, we're getting will. into. Um, it's time for me to take on a whole new personality. Yeah, we'll be back with, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of alchemy, but um, we can get in some alchemy. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get in some alchemy, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, we are beginning that series as everyone, uh, as I said at the top of the show, February 19th. Um, we'll be back with that. Um, I'm interested to go through it quick. Jay, before we go, what was your favorite part of the Yu Hakusho? show? Uh, I mean, not sorry. The full, full metal alchemist brotherhood thing. What's your favorite part? Well, my favorite part of full metal alchemist brotherhood is that we get Hohenheim story like fully fleshed out. I love that. And when you see how that all played out, I was just like, oh man, Mwah. this is this is why this is one of the best shows ever. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, hey, listen, if y'all need a guest when we get towards the later arcs, count me in. Because I only got a chance to talk about King Bradley. There's so much more to talk about on that show. So listen, we're gonna definitely have you down because to be honest, I forgot. I mean I know the big points of the show, but I've legitimately forgot how it went because I've only seen it once. I've experienced it, is what I'll say. Once yeah. is an experience. After that, you're kind of like, and you're just watching it. But um, I look forward to going through this series, and I'm going to maybe I'll start next week. I'm not going to go through it too much, too early, too soon, kind of vibe because I still want to keep the pace of the actual show. Mm-hmm. Um. But we'll let you guys know which episodes you need to watch before you listen to the episode, and everyone can tune in with us. Um, but until then, you can follow us at the Lookout RNC on Twitter. You can follow us at the Lookout RNC on Instagram. You can follow us at the Lookout RNC on YouTube, and pretty much anywhere where you listen to podcasts, you can find this. Also, previous episodes of Subsly Dubsly. If you want to hear what uh, what Jay and D are talking about every episode, like we said, Subsly Dubsly season four. Definitely coming soon. So very soon. Make sure you guys stay subscribed and stay ready for all of that. Um, and yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of the Lookout. Unless some shit crazy happens that we need to like hop on, but like, oh, <laughs> <I hope so>. yeah. <laughs>
hope something wild happens in the anime world. They gonna uh, announce super this week. If they <laughs> super do, anime, we'll, yeah. We'll do an emergency pod for sure. Um, but until again, until then, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Bye.